You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Give me 76 Bringing us into episode number 167 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, J-Dub. What's good, what's good, what's good? And today, as always, so much to talk about. We have to begrudgingly for me. I know Jared loves talking about the NBA in any means. But we have to talk about the in-season tournament garbage. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't call it garbage. but it's It's been, it's been pedestrian. It's a gimmick. Mid. Like, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> We'll talk, about that. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Panthers firing yet another coach mm. and why it's a bigger problem than just a coach in Carolina and that anybody with a pulse should stay as far away from Carolina as possible. Aaron Rodgers doing everything humanly possible to play for the Jets this year, which Gross. means either he's crazy or he's crazy because mm. either way he's crazy. And we'll give predictions, as always, of course. But, Jared, let's start with the in-season tournament. Uh, a lot of things have gone on. A lot of teams that we thought may have been in the mix are not in the mix. A lot of teams that people may have predicted to be in the mix are in the mix. Of the teams that are still in the mix of the in-season tournament, which team would you say has the best odds, in your opinion, not Vegas odds or anything like that, what team has the best chance to win the, what's it called? The the, the in season championship. Well, like what's the trophy? It what? All right, whoever going to win the IST. All right, go ahead, Jared. The IST. Uh, I I think the Kings have one of the better shots of doing it. They're they seem to be taking it vastly serious. Like they have it. They're undefeated. One of the only other teams that are undefeated in this in season tournament. They've taken every game with. High consideration. They go for the, the highest points totals that they can. <clears throat> they play locked in defense if it's the playoffs. And maybe it's a good thing because this is a team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. They're using these moments in this regular season playoff like atmosphere ish tournament to like start trying to build more cohesiveness, a little more chemistry before the deadline, just try and get into the right mindset and mentality, especially after their first round exit to the Warriors last year where if it wasn't for Steph Curry just going bananas, they probably would have made it a little bit further in the playoffs than we would all have thought. Another team that's on the list is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Honestly, the number one team in the, in the Western Conference right now, they're playing out of their minds, led by Anthony Edwards. You can see the change. I thought they were out. Are they out? I thought they won. They just beat the Thunder last night, so that would potentially put them still in it, right? Or are they I just lost they, by points? I think, I think they lost on points. See, that's such a weird dynamic because they had like a solid record, but because you lose on points, because I know I saw that the Boston Celtics ran it up. Again, the Bulls letting everybody run up on them, but they were. Are you, oh, wait, wait, you talk you talking about the NBA Cowboys, the Boston Celtics, them guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, it was bad because uh, I think they were intentionally fouling Andre Drummond just to make sure that they can hit this like 35 point total. 
And it's like I hope the Pacers run it up on them. On like them. it's so bad. Pacers are also a very good team that, that have a shot at it. I think it's the Kings have a better one, but oh man, Tyrese Hallenburn is a stud this season so far. Like I think I, we talked about it when we said um during the FIBA FIBA basketball mm-hmm. when got some when some guys come back after hooping overseas, they it kind of transitions to them hooping in the NBA. I named Tyrese Hallenburn as one of those guys, Jalen Brunson and Austin Reeves. One and a half has panned out. Jalen Brunson is still – he's still playing good basketball. It's just I think his stardom rose last year. Now he just kind of mellowed out. Austin Reeves I mean, but, I mean, but this is, that's the thing. You're kind of framing it a weird way where you're, you're talking up Brunson's conda, but you're not talking the fact that Austin Reeves has plummeted so far. No, he's, he's horrible. It's, it, the Lakers itself is bad. They just had a 44-point loss to the Sixers. We're not really going to yeah. get into that, but it's just like the Lakers themselves look horrible. Rotation, yeah. But trying. you got, but but if you look at the teams that's left strictly in the in season tournament, because that's the only thing that somewhat matters, because you know how I feel about the regular season NBA. Doesn't yeah, really matter until Christmas, right? Yeah. So I guess this is a way to make games matter before Christmas. They ain't doing it for me, but of the teams that's still left in the tournament, uh, Los Angeles, like you mentioned, the Lakers, they're playing Phoenix, Kings matched up with New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee matched up with the Knicks, and the Pacers, who was my pick, uh, matched up with the Celtics, which you would think is the harder draw, but the Celtics struggle with teams that like to push the pace. Yep. Because the, because Boston in itself doesn't really want to go too, too fast. They want to control the tempo. The Indiana, everybody plays the Indiana speed. Everybody plays the Indiana's pace. Like, they're speeding. You kind of have to. Like, you, you really kind of have to. Because they're just running so fast down the court. Like if you don't pick pick up the pace, you can't slow them down. Hallenberg's always pushing it. He's pushing that fast. Right. Break. And the, the thing is, I haven't seen a team that is that wants to like. I'm I'm curious to see what a Clippers Pacers game would look like because we know the Clippers ain't running. It's either a blowout or it's going to be just a high scoring one thirty one thirty type of game because the Pacers also yeah, have so- the highest point totals in the NBA as well. Yeah, and they have one of the one of the deepest and one of the most effective bench units. Also, um, a team that didn't make it, but I would have picked if they did make it was Orlando for that same reason. They have a great bench unit, um, and Boston doesn't have a great bench unit. Now, Indiana's bench, you'd be like, well, who the hell's on Indiana's bench? Mm, it's not about that. They got some guys, but they have production because they all play at such a pace. Yeah, like they're moving. They ain't. They ain't standing around and gonna wait, let you set up in the half court. Like they're gonna move and push the pace. They're gonna, they don't do set plays. Mm-hmm. Like they're not a set play, you know, Carlisle, you know, Rick Carlisle for a long time was always the play caller. Him and Rondo famously got into it when Rondo was a maverick for about a cup of coffee mm-hmm. because he wanted to be hands-on and wanted to call these plays. Now he's given the reins for the most part to Halliburton. Go make something happen. And the Pacers are pretty much playing, you know, here here go the rock, give me the rock back. Here go the rock, here go the rock. They're moving the ball. They're taking threes. They're making threes. They're making shots. They're running. If there's a team that is very fun to watch, it's the Pacers. Like, if you haven't watched the Pacers, go out of your way to watch the Pacers. However you want to do it, by whatever means, I don't really care. (laughs) But – you gotta watch a Pacers game. Like that is good television. Yeah, man, Eastern East East NBA East All Star starting guard Tari Tomarin. He'll be there. They're they're good. Yeah, one, one of two. One of two guards starting in the East named Tyrese. Yeah, he should be a lock for a starter because we know that still is in effect. But um, 
Yeah, the NCAA tournament, the, the remaining teams left, I can see it potentially being, in my, what I can estimate. Well, okay, well, let me ask you this before you even start. Is there a team of those teams that I mentioned that you can't make a plausible case for? The Knicks. Why? They just stink. Like, again. Why? How? Because if you get a team like the Knicks, I'm going to use this as an example. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, right? Brunson can score 20 at any given time. Randall can score 20 at any given time. Can he? RJ, yeah, he can. Uh, can Will he is different. But can he? Yes, he has proven throughout his career that he can be a productive scorer. He hasn't been this season yet. Hasn't been this season. But, I mean, they're playing Milwaukee. Man, that's rough. Maybe maybe they're going to play up to their comp. Maybe they play up to their competition. Who knows? Maybe. But that's not a good draw for them. Or right, the Bucks but, play down because that's typical. And but we've seen year. the Bucks play down. The Bucks played down to, to to Portland. Yep. The Bucks played down to Philadelphia with with nobody basically the first game. Yeah. The Bucks played down to a lot of teams. Like there was a lot of stretch. There was a, a stretch for about two to three weeks, beginning of the season, hmm. where we looked at Milwaukee and was like, okay, when are you going to pick it up? And they started to kind of start to pick it up. Oh, they're no, good now, even with that that. Trailers game highest yeah. comeback in the NBA I, so far. They, they, you, I know where the I know where the turnaround was for me for Milwaukee after the whole Giannis ejection thing. Yeah, like ever since then they've kind of started to put it together. But if you if I'm making an argument for the Knicks, Milwaukee still has a new coach. Will you know? Can you be reliant on? Obviously, you can. But hear me out. Can you be reliant on Dame taking 35-foot threes all the time? Absolutely. What if, you know, the, the other guys aren't hitting shots, the Connaughtons, the Beasleys, the Lopez's, the Bobby Portis's, the... the, the, the struggle, man. The, the struggle. You know, there, but... Like, after after one-two, there's a drop-off. Yeah, it was not that big as Milwaukee. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be bigger. It's really not. Uh, well, who's the three in Milwaukee? Right now, probably Brooke Lopez, but that's because again, it's not his fault. Are it's we just, are we are we really okay with that being the three? Like I know man, the one in I know right the one now. and two is very good, but I am right now. Yeah, no, right now I am though. Because after watching a couple of the games he's had, even in that Trailblazers game, Wizards game, where they dropped a hundred combined all three of them. Okay. He's very consistent. So I'm who's not, your eat? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's just very consistent. Like, I'm not saying this is prime Brooke Lopez for the Nets, but the guy has like always shifted and adapted. He's a different, different player. Shifted different and adapted his game year after year after year. When it was just him, Giannis, and Middleton shifted his game. When it was Drew added on again, his game shifted where he was just locked in defensively and was now a more of a three point shooter. Now this season, he's now again a little bit back to the basket ish, still locked in defensively, but he gets a little bit more shot attempts than we thought as his rebounding is going down because Giannis is now just perusing and crashing boards to push pace with Dane. Uh, the Knicks side, that's a, that's a bad thing for the Knicks because the Knicks' pace defense has just not been that great this season. They're just stopping the fast break. It just hasn't been as effective as you would want. But then again, it, it comes down to, like, you have Julius Randle on the court, Jalen Brunson. These aren't guys that are really getting back fast enough in transition defense. They're trying to be the team that pushes the pace. When it comes back to transition defense, they're trying to slow that down by having more missed shots. Um, Aiden Griffin, I think the real switch for me, Chris, was he, the beginning of the season, he wanted Dame to be more of a primary point facilitator. We saw the shots still come. We did. We saw the shots. We saw the attempts. Those weren't going to really change. But 
Giannis was less of a facilitator. Dame was. Dame was getting the the what he was almost getting close to eight assists a game. Maybe a couple drop offs. We had four and five, but it was Dame was really trying to be a primary ball handler. It shifted so far. It could shift again, but it shifted so far where we're seeing Giannis go kind of back to what we previously saw before Drew came along, where Giannis is still going to score, but he's becoming more of a primary facilitator, especially in the late game stretches. And now Dame's going to be your closer. Something we already we've talked about before. We've had even had Jay on the show. We talked about what what would the dynamic be between these two. This is the dynamic Griffin's going with. And I think it works fantastically for them because Giannis is a very good passer. Like we kind of saw it diminish last year because that's how good of a passer Drew was. But Giannis is a very good passer. He creates in the open space. He can find you in the half court setting, and then you give him a guard like Dame, and now Middleton's now returned as well. Him and Brooke Lopez where they pick and roll worth Brooks popping. It kind of has. They found their flow. And in that Trailblazers game kind of highlighted because Giannis was going off in the first half, two assists, right? Ends the game in that 28-point comeback with a 32-ball and, like, nine assists. Dame had, like, 36. But you can see the switch in that second half where Giannis is now just trying to facilitate more. And that's a coaching thing. The coaches kind of make the decision. That's good for them. Knicks are not going to have an issue with that. because I don't think Randall can guard Giannis. Okay, so – even with Randall not being able to guard Giannis, because most people can't guard Giannis. Fair. I think that you can make the argument that if there is a team that's going to beat Milwaukee other than Boston that's in the tournament, the Knicks are as good as any other team. There's familiarity there. They've mm-hmm. seen they know what they're going to get. It's not like you're going to get anything new that you haven't seen before. We saw a team like Boston last year struggle against Sixers, ironically enough, when Doc Rivers was out coaching Joe Missoula. We saw a young first-year head coach get out coached in a big moment. Could we see that in an in-season tournament? We don't know how these games are going to feel or they're going to have playoff feel, whatever the case may be. Will Adrian Griffin be out, out overmatched? Will Adrian Griffin be out coached? Could that be the reason that Milwaukee loses? I think if there is any key to Milwaukee losing to like a team like the Knicks, team like the Pacers. Because those two teams have had coaches who are veteran head coaches in the East, as far as the East goes. Because Missoula is a, a year ahead of Adrian Griffin, whatever the case may be. So if there if either one of those two teams were to come out, I think a lot of credit has to go to the coaching staff of Tibbs or Carlisle, because that would be the key, in my opinion on why those two teams advance because the talent clearly goes to the Milwaukee and Boston's of the world. What do you think about that, Jared? It's, it's a fair point. I think this is the underdog tournament anyway. So uh, we're going to see more of the underdogs play mm-hmm. for the win, play for the championship teams that have never seen the championship like ever or been to a finals. So mm-hmm. I potentially, I can easily see Boston and the Bucks being just outed. Like they lose their first round matchups. It's over. I can see that happening because you just got these. Because young these teams games, that are if, I'm not, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, these games are one and done, right? These are knockout yep. games. Okay. Knockout games. It's one and done. It's like playing tournament, but instead, it's not for the playoff spot. Instead, it's, you're actually going to go win some incentives, whatever, whatever. Go play in Vegas for a big championship game. The difference is though, like these these young teams look like they want to win it because again, it, this is like before they got eliminated. The Timberwolves said this is our chance to really like you know put a stamp in something in the NBA, right? Like, they haven't really done much in the league, but they're trying. They're trying to showcase there's something. Pacers have that kind of drive. They want to make the playoffs. They want to show that they, they can be a, a force in the league. Why not showcase that by winning an NBA in-season tournament championship, right? 
Same with the Knicks. Same with the Kings. Teams that have never seen the finals. Um, Lakers have seen the finals before. They've won champ- actual championships. Um, they might not play as hard. They might just treat you like a regular season game. Yeah, they want the incentives, but when it comes down to the, are you how much are you willing to risk for this NCAA tournament trophy? When it comes down to the later stretch, it, that's when, the, as you mentioned, the coaching, the players, the staffing, that's when the, the lines are getting drawn and the, it gets a little muddy. Bucks, Giannis want to chip. Dame has it, but Giannis want to chip. And Giannis probably telling Dame, man, listen, if it comes down to it, you're probably telling me, oh, bro, this is cool. And I'm, we're going we gonna to play as hard as we can. We never, we never take games off, but I want championship. I don't really care about this. NCAA tournament. We don't know the mindsets of some of these guys. Tatum and Brown and have been to finals. Drew Holiday's been to a finals. 1 1. Giannis been to a final, one one. Brian, AD, like those three teams right there, like I think the outstretches as well. If it just comes down to the mindset of how they went to it, you mentioned Brian, you mentioned AD. There is a lot of talk about Brian being very cheap and would like that five hundred thousand dollars. Now, honestly, I want to put Pat. Wait, well, for Chris, five thousand, five thousand. I I know people keep saying they're millionaires, but but money's a very like five thousand. I never heard anyone ever say, "Damn, I got too much money." Shoot, right? Like NBA players is, or I'm, I'm sorry, not going to throw out their names. Athletes in general are still gambling away money to make more money, and they some of these dudes make bank. So like, like some of them guys we call the goat. So I, right, you know, like, like, like he drops pics on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Listen, man, I don't. What do you like? Listen, we seen we seen the pics with the bloodshot eyes in Vegas with the cigar pool stick. Right. He go out and was giving people sixty. I'm just saying. So it's like, man. I'm just I saying. I always say I want to be. I want to be like Mike. I'm. Uh, I'm I said too much. Wait, who, who's who's turning down 500k? Especially if you really are about the team camaraderie, the family, the brotherhood. Forget like, about that. Forget about that. No, 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 I'm just saying. Yeah, no, the money. That's what I'm saying. It's about that myself? comes into it's money, about bro. The money. I want the bread. That's the money, fool. And I just there's dudes making only 100k on that team that get minutes. <laughs> that's getting minutes on the Lakers. LeBron probably want to feed them kids. Why? Because he's that type of dude. I'm not worried him. about other people's kids. He worried about his own kids. Shoot. He worried. He do. I've never not seen LeBron trying to get people paid. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. LeBron trying to get people paid in the NBA. I've never I gotta, not seen him not get dudes paid. I gotta go off. On, I gotta. I gotta go off on a tangent here. I got to because this it depends what the tangent is. I, if it's something they dumb, show right. when they show Bron in the locker room after the forty-four point loss. <laughs> I had <laughs> never. I had never seen the top of Bron head that closely before on camera. What does God do with this tournament? I don't know. I don't know if Bron got to take another trip to Istanbul or whatever, but he got to get the top redone. He yeah, might he need got, the money. He got to call Jalen Rose up, bro. Jalen Rose might have the best expert surgical staff ever. It works. Money. Listen, hey, Bron, 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 he just said it though. Bron's frugal, Chris. He probably ain't pay for the top. He probably about to grow it out. He about to grow it out. He about to get the nappy top like Cleveland again. I don't know because you saw what happened when Katie tried to grow it out. You know, like unless you get the surgery now, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Mm-hmm. That was that was shade. That was Katie shade. And that dude gonna get to a bucket. He gonna so he gonna was, mention. He gonna hear this somehow, some way, somehow, and slam him on Twitter. It. He gonna slam him on Twitter. I love it. I I feed off that. It it drives you, Jared. I know. All right, that's enough <laughs> about the NCAA tournament. I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> we could take a. I should I shouldn't say that. We have talked a lot about about the the Eastern teams, Jared. Make a case. Give me a West team, not I'm the Lakers. You, I'm with the Kings. I, I think the Kings. Why the Kings? 
I just watching them play, dude. They're, they're the literally only undefeated team, I think, or unless the Pacers were undefeated. But I, I think the Lakers are undefeated. Are the Lakers undefeated? I think the Lakers undefeated in season tournament. They stink uh, in everything stink, else, but they win yeah, in like, season tournament stink. game. But hey, hey, as long as you win the NCAA tournament, that's all that matters. But no, the Kings, man, they playing with like all types of fire and passion, and they just want to win because you can just see the fact that they still feel spurned and burned from the Warriors playoff first round, as I mentioned earlier in the show. But also the fact that man, they just want to like just they want to cement themselves into something. Like yeah, the, yeah, we say it. I said it about the other teams, but the Kings really want to do it because they have one of the they had one of the longest active playoff droughts ever. Finally broke it. They now have like these two. Dynamic duo stars and Fox and Sabonis. And like they're just trying to capitalize on it, grow with it because they're still the what ifs, right? They're still the whys of the sports media and the sports analytical world. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I love what I'm seeing from Darren Fox. He's vastly improved player. But there's always that what if when you look across the conference and you see the Pacers with Tyrese Hallenburn and you're like, what if we didn't trade Hallenburn, right? What if we traded Fox? For Sabonis, you run in Hallenberg and Sabonis. Like those are questions that's going to always be murky and um, come up for them. Yeah, because, man, that dynamic. Look, Chris, let's be for real. Well, Hallenberg is special. That dynamic. I, 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 agree. I, I think this is one of those rare win-win kind of trades. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Made out well with this. Now we gave the Kings all kinds of hell. I think we still should though. Still should. Okay. Okay. We gave the Kings all kinds of hell for that trade. But they made it to be the three seed in the West last year and mm -hmm. gave the the Warriors a run in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. the Pacers, on the other hand, are the Pacers. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't made it yet. This they they might have a shot this year. When is the last time the Pacers been in the in the playoffs? Paul George. Uh, Paul George. Paul George. No, it's like, it's like ten years ago. Was that they? They might have no. They might have made it one year. No, that might just been Paul George. I don't remember last time. Paul, when the last time Paul George was with the Pacers? Twenty fifteen. 2015? That's damn near 10 years ago. Like, come on now with this Indiana nonsense. Yeah, but man. but I know you want to you go over the NCAA standings real quick. The um, NCAA standings? I, yeah, I just don't know. I thought the Kings were yeah, undefeated. So, no. Pacers are undefeated with a plus 39 point differential. Uh, Bucks undefeated with a plus 46 point differential. Celtics 3-1. Plus twenty-seven point differential. They made it in over the Magic, who were also three and one, with a plus twenty-two. And the Nets were also three and one with a plus twenty. So hmm. Magic and Nets both missed out roughly seven points. Dang. Lakers were undefeated four and zero with a plus seventy-four point differential. Those are the games they wanted to score in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those they saved other points for. When it matters, I guess. Makes sense. I respect um, it. Suns also made it in at 3-1. and one. They're also in the group A with the Lakers at a plus 34-point differential. Pelicans made it in 3-1 and one with a plus 33. And then the Kings undefeated plus 30. So, of all the teams that are undefeated, Kings, Lakers, Bucks, and yeah. Pacers. I like the Kings. Uh, to go back to your point really fast – Pacers made the playoffs in 2020, actually. So they're only three, the Pacers made the uh, first round of the playoffs uh, in bubble? 2020. In the bubble? Uh, that was the bubble, I believe. 2020 was the bubble. Doesn't count. Doesn't they count. Uh, lost to the Miami Heat. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Mm, does count. Best basketball. Does not count, Derek. In a while, but. Uh, Come on with this bubble nonsense. Nonsense. <sighs> it's just like the in season tournament. It's just like the play in games. All of it is garbage. 
I miss the old NBA, okay? Give me one through eight East-West All-Star game, man. I don't want none of this extra nonsense. None of it. None of it. Well, if the NBA ended today, like the season ended today, the Magic would be in it. So would the Pacers. Go Magic. Good, good for the Pacers, but go Magic. I told some guys on this podcast about the Magic. You did. OKC of the East. OKC of the East. That's all I'm saying. OKC yeah. of the East. All right, we're going to transition off of gimmick basketball. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the NFL. A whole lot about the NFL. Jared will cry about us talking about so much of football. But we're going to take a quick break and be right back after a word from our sponsor. People often ask us how we got started, you know, doing straight to the point, started podcasts and things like that. We wanted to bring our opinions to the forefront. We wanted to let people know what we thought. You know, we saw a lot of bad takes. We figured was two more bad takes. Um, but, you know, why why do a podcast? And people don't realize it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is a little shaky. If you ever thought about podcasting before and realized you needed a lot of different tools and services, don't worry, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major services. You know, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our code STTP podcast, you know, just like the socials, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do. So get out there and tell the world what you got to say. Use Zencaster today, Zencaster.com slash pricing, and don't forget the code STTP podcast. All right, Jared. Time to talk about the NFL. Time to talk about another dumpster fire organization in the Carolina Panthers who may currently at this moment be the worst team in sports. Mm-hmm. All of sports. Mm-hmm. Not just football. Not, not North Americans. In all of sports, they might be the worst team ever. They have a terrible, oh. terrible offensive line. They fired their head coach, running back coach, and quarterback coach. And the quarterback is about five foot six. There's and not. there's a lot of people in the organization who apparently wanted the other guy and not well, Bryce Young. Jared, you're a Bryce. Jared, you're a Bryce Young guy, right? Yeah, I still think he's gonna be good. Okay. Talk to good. me, talk to me as someone who's not really sold on Bryce Young, who really wasn't sold on Bryce Young. Convince someone like me, because there's apparently there's a lot of these conversations happen, happening in Carolina. What would someone say to convince another person? This guy can still be the franchise guy in Carolina. You got to get the right pieces around him. What did they? What did they bring him into? Like, think about like really think about what they brought him into. They didn't really draft all that well because the O line is still abysmal. The running backs they brought in. This not much. This is an offense to Miles Sanders, but it's kind of offense. But Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders aren't the de facto guys you want behind that O line. That's that just easily, easily improbable to get blown up. Miles Sanders is good, but we've only ever seen Miles behind the best offensive line in the NFL. And now we see what happens when he doesn't have that. The wide receiver core that he had was putrid. And that's not to say, oh, yeah, that's it's like he had guys, look like what he did with him. But like if Adam Thielen at the age of almost 40 
is your number one wide receiver, you should have a little bit of concern for the growth and development of your young quarterback. When the other guys that you have, the little guy like the mingo that you brought in, the Terrence Marshall that's not seeing any uh, snaps, those guys aren't getting the type of snaps, burn, minutes that you thought you would see from them getting. The defense had injuries, as unfortunately. But, yeah, again, if you want to blame coaching, sure, I guess. I, I think it, more, it comes more from a top situation. David Tepper is the owner of that team, and he's yet to really figure out what he wants to even do with this franchise when it comes to managerial. I'm, coaching. I'm, glad, I'm so I'm so glad you got there. I'm so yeah, because like it, it starts from the top, Chris. It, it's like it, that's like you can't keep trying to blame the coaching staff when your ownership doesn't even know what he wants from his own. Jared, coach. Jared, how many times have I told you that bad organizations are led from the top? Bad owners really? make bad organizations. Look at Washington for so many years under Dan Snyder. They stunk, and they stunk from the top down. It didn't matter who you had on the field. It did not matter. Things were going to go bad because the guy who was calling the shots stunk, right? Look at for so many years in Houston. Cal McNair, who famously said, you know, slaves on the plantation, or whatever mm. kind of nonsense he mentioned. But when you are meddlesome, in mm. always in the way, always doing something, there's a lot. Jerry Jones, right? <laughs> Jerry Jones, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always guys It's like, if you're an owner of a team, right, even – and another guy that I will mention who is not as bad as other guys but is still hands-on, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban tried so hard to get – you know, and trying to do the right things and everything like that. But sometimes you got to let your basketball people or your football people or whoever people you have running your organization – you have to let them run the organization. The problem is sometimes you got bad people running the organization because you got a bad person picking them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot in Carolina that has gone wrong since David Tepper brought the team. David Tepper brought the team in 2018, right? They had four coaches before David Tepper. Four. They've had seven since he got the, since he brought the team. Yep. Seven. Like. That kind of organizational instability is not good no. at all. Like, I, I can't – I if anybody is even remotely close to being good, they should not be in Carolina. No. Carolina, Carolina might might very well be the new uh, Washington. And then you, oh, I blame Scott Fitter as well. Again, I don't blame him for making the trade that got him Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young will take talent. But let's look at the picks they have going into next season. Second rounder, third rounder, fourth rounder, San Francisco's fifth rounder, Tennessee's fifth rounder, Arizona's sixth rounder. You haven't made a move this deadline to even try to acquire yourself a first-round pick. I guess you might try and do that throughout the draft, but it's going to be very hard to do so unless you start uh, taking phone calls for Bruce Burns or J.C. Horn, uh, players of that nature, which then – you know, you're giving up more talent. But at this point in time, like, you gave, up, you gave up your best receiver to go get you Bryce Young. And I think Bryce Young has a lot of talent, but they had done nothing yet for the offensive line, which should be the top priority in the offseason, right? Regardless of whatever else they do when it comes to the receivers, when it comes to the talent they can bring around Bryce, that offensive line has only maybe two good guys. And that, that, that's at times when you hope that these good players are healthy. Mm-hmm. They got to really dig deep into the – Offensive line work because besides the quarterback, that's the most important position in the NFL. Like protecting your QB is the most important position, especially if we bring in the Bryce's height play. That's like one of the issues why they, they struggle so much is the fact that he's been getting sacked 
so frequently. A pressure is one of the highest in the NFL. So again, I just think like they made right call. I don't I don't know. Actually, no. I don't know if it's right call to fire Frank Wright. Maybe the the coordinating staff, sure. Frank Wright, you didn't let him finish the season. You didn't really get to give him anything when it came to the tools to the cast when it came to building around Bryce, because look what he kind of got handed into. He got put into a, a team where they just was like, oh, go win us some games. Because, again, the division was kind of open, but it's like we can't do but so much with the players we have. Like, again, it's also up to the personnel but, on the field, and we don't have but, the personnel. But Jared, look at, look at the personnel on the field. They have nobody. They traded DJ yep. Moore. Nobody. <laughs> they, traded, they traded everything to go get Bryce Young. And left him with nothing, and you needed yep. to, like that's not the guy you can just put out there with with whoever and make it happen. When you the quarterback is five ten, no exaggeration, he is tiny. He makes Kyler Murray look like Andre the Giant. Like I'm so dope. I look at Bryce Young on like on TV, right on television. He looks. He didn't even look like this at Alabama. Nope. And well, Alabama, but Alabama's a trench work team. Offensive line, defensive line. Trench no, team. no. I mean, size wise, he didn't look as small at Alabama. It's probably because of the offensive line. That's what I said. I think it's just offensive line play. But you don't look as small when you have an offensive line that one had one of the better left tackles in college football, one of the better right tackles, and one of the better center. Shout out the Eagles for drafting that center. But it's like you have these guys. That are blocking for you at a consistent pace. Bryce doesn't have doesn't have to go into NFL. He might not have that for at least a year, another year, and that's going to be an issue. I think Bryce is still a solid pick if they can just figure that offensive line out. But if they can't, then he's, it's it's going to look like a bad pick, and it's not based on him. It's based on this ownership and jams. But this, here's the thing, right? Of all the coaches that David Tepper has recycled through, or I should say, cycled through, he didn't recycle through anybody except for uh, Frank Wright. Steve Wilkes did the best job of yep. those guys. But the best that Carolina looked this year was with Andy Dalton playing quarterback and not Bryce Young. And there's something that got to be said with that. Like, yeah, we I can't. This is experience, though. That's, that's a veteran experience. It is, okay, fine. Veteran experience for, for, is one thing. But we haven't seen any progression from Bryce Young. I not that I've seen. Look at C.J. Stroud. I said on this podcast, on this platform, C.J. Stroud would stink. You know, generally just because he went to Ohio State and played quarterback. That's not a good not a good recipe. Ask a certain quarterback that will be leaving Chicago after this year. So you look at what? Am I wrong? I, I hope not. I hope so for him. He needs to get the hell out of Chicago. No, yeah, that's what I said. I hope you're not wrong. I hope he gets but out. You look at look at Bryce Young. There has been no like, okay, yeah, he's He's good. Like I haven't, I haven't had a game where I sat back and watched him and said, "Okay, yeah, he's a NFL quarterback that can lead your team to a Super Bowl." Not once. Now, not saying it can't happen because you can progress year to year to year. Because I go back to Jalen Hurts, right? I was thinking about this myself. I remember the first year, first year Jalen Hurts, and this is when he was kind of splitting, splitting plays with Wentz, and he was coming in, staying at receiver, and all kinds of nonsense, right? And then he played the Green Bay game in 20-whatever it was, where they were down big and they had a fake little comeback and then Green Bay kind of wiped their feet with him. I didn't think that guy would be anywhere remotely close to the guy he is right now. 
the leaps and bounds progression that Jalen Hurts took is unbelievable. But if you're Carolina, you can't bank on Bryce Young having that kind of monumental leap. You need to start seeing something soon. Now and maybe I mean, that's again, uh, maybe that's uh, a new uh, coach. You know, maybe maybe having I, a new no offense to that though, Chris. But you got to think he doesn't even have the GM that could do it. RGM did for Hertz because like RGM for Hertz said, "Know what, bro? I've seen enough to know we got you, Devon Smith, but it's not enough. We're gonna get you AJ Brown. We they don't even hold this O line in defense. They right. don't have a. They don't have anything. anything. I think yeah, Carolina, nothing. Carolina's, money, best, Carolina's best course of action. I hate to say it." is to trade Brian Burns. They have yeah. J.C. Horn on the outside. You got to get you got to get as much good out of Brian. Like, Brian Burns himself is great. One great player. You need to turn him into about two to three very good, good to very good players. Yeah, you're going to have to We need to start filling out this roster. Yeah. Miles, Miles Sanders, though, by the way, I, I know he uh, he is not happy in Carolina. Can't. They need to He's they need there. to go into this free agency expecting to pay out money. Oh, top they need to Jacobs. overpay money. They want to yes, overpay. No, top, one of the top free agents at wide receivers, Mike Evans. I again, who I don't say he. I don't think he would go, but I'm offering him a bag. DeAndre Hopkins should be a free agent. I'm offering him a bag. I'm offering anybody with two hands offering, a bunch of money. Yeah, I'm offering money to guys that I, I think are going to. You got to you got to pay number. You got to pay number one money to number twos and number threes. Yeah, the like you have, is you you're going to have you're going to have a bunch of feelings. Like feelings like, good, but Dylan being your number one at age thirty. Plus, is not good. Like you got, you got to pay big money. You got to, you got to develop Jonathan Mingo. You got to see what you can get out of these young guys. You got to start making things happen around this young guy. Maybe that's what Chris Tabor, who is the interim head coach, who is the seventh coach, like I mentioned, the seventh coach since 2018 that the Carolina Panthers have had. Mm. Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes. Frank Wright, mm-hmm. now is Chris Tabor. We have a lot of the names that may be circulating and who may take this, who may be interested or who Carolina may be interested in. Ben Johnson, who they had a lot of interest in last year, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. He made, you know, what he did with Jared Goff. Could he do the same thing with Bryce Young? Who knows? Brian Johnson, Eagles offensive coordinator. He's getting some uh, some buzz around the league at that Carolina position, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. So you're starting to see these names that are starting to float back up again. The only guy who had previous head coaching experience of those guys is Dan Quinn, uh, famously the head coach of 28 to three. Need I say more, but (laughs) people forget. I give Shanahan all kinds of hell for that, but Dan Quinn was the head coach from Falcons and blew the worst game ever, ever. Yeah. All right. Speaking of things just being crazy and terrible and painful, Jared, talk to me about your boy Aaron Rodgers being cleared, cleared to practice 11 weeks, 11 weeks after blowing his Achilles on national television. He's practicing. Mm -hmm. We're talking about practice, Jared. You think Rodgers actually plays this year? No, I doubt it. Dude, he's like three months removed from the torn Achilles. And mind you, they got it wrong and put 20 CLs to Achilles. If he comes back and plays, for what, though? They're not going anywhere. 
I think this is. I think this is a. I think this is a. Uh, it's a smokescreen. Uh, think play. No, I think yeah. this is a play. I I fully one hundred percent believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I mean, if he does, good for him, man. At least it gets you some reps under your belt now, right? Because you're not going into the playoffs. You're not. Not with a four and seven record now. You're out. This is. I'm sorry. It's over. But but if you get some hold reps on, hold now. On. Hold on. Just to play devil's advocate. There's a bunch of teams in the AFC with five losses. You, you, no, you're absolutely right. But the issue is, who, who if, if he's not playing this week, who do they beat after this? They, for real. They, I mean, they can win this week. With what quarterback? It doesn't matter. They play Atlanta. Chris. Jared? Hold on, hold on, hold on. After all the crap y'all give me about Atlanta. I, I can't. I can't stand Desmond Ritter. Not a good quarterback. Exactly. You know Desmond Ritter going to turn the ball over eight times next this week. Jared. Tim Boyle even worse. Tim Boyle was not that. Now, listen. Yes, yes. That, no, that, that, you, you stopped yourself. You stopped yourself. That, that the fact play, you just had to stop yourself, you, you know. Come listen, on. hold on, hold on. I know what you're going to say. That 99-yard Hail Mary return for touchdown, okay, I can't blame him for that. Because that's just a fluke one in a million. Just it's not Like, that's ridiculous, okay? like, uh, I, But I can't blame him for that specifically. He got the ball to the end zone, all right? The res- where the receiver's at? We're the linemen. We're the we're the we're the skill guys. At that's the end all, of the day, all I'm going to say. Tim Boyle threw two picks in that game. Oh, but but the point being, the point being, he's going to lose. Uh, prediction wise, we're going to get our prediction right after this. So what? I got Falcons. Oh, oh, whatever. I got the Falcons too, but it's not. Ah, it's not I have Falcons too, but he said that the Jets go win the game. Oh, I didn't say they're going to. I said it's not out the realm of possibility that they could. This oh, game well, could. This game well, could be six to nine. <laughs> But, like, this then, game could be – And the nine will be the Falcons. Okay, but, like, if they lost by three. They out the playoffs again. They still out the playoffs. Like, while Roger comes back to, to know this team isn't going to win. But, hey, he gets the hype train, the vitriol. He gets the momentum, the media hype. He gets all that because, guess what, he'll be a praiseworthy quarterback and say, man, I came back to try and help my team make the playoffs. No, we were – Damn sure not going to make the playoffs with Zach Wilson at quarterback. We for damn sure wasn't going to win no games with Tim Boyle at quarterback. But I'm going to come and do what I need to do to showcase to my teammates, the fan base, that I'm still locked in with this franchise. I think that's a great storyline for him. Sure. You know, Rodgers eats up storylines. He does. He eats them up. He loves them. This is why they had hard knocks this season. He was doing it all throughout hard knocks. Air quotes coaching up Zach Wilson because I ain't seen no. If you've been coaching up Zach Wilson, mentor him, I ain't seen no different. In his his play style, he's still trash. But but, but is is soak it up. But Wilson shouldn't Wilson Wilson should not have played. No, absolutely he shouldn't. Hey, Wilson accident was a free issue. accident. It's, it's it's an unfortunate side effect of football. Rogers accident was a free accident. But that, the that but injury, the point this whole point of the conversation was not to talk about Tim Boyle who sucks or to yes. talk about Zach Wilson who stinks. Yes, but this is to talk about a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's going to play next on season. pace on pace to to. I mean, if he's practice, if Jerry, if he's cleared to practice, I think he's going to play. Again, that'd be between him and the coach. If what do they, the game, what the hell do they got to lose? Huh, him again. God damn it. Him again. I mean, listen, if he, if, <laughs> if he get hurt again, Chris, he get hurt, he get hurt again. He out for next season to start. Like, Jerry, <laughs> he, could go, he could go outside and get hit by a bus. Like, wow, that was it's a freak accident. But that the, was dark. You got something going you, on? You, okay. I, uh, you want to look, look in the mirror, buddy. 
The thing that dark a freaking bus. But no, you said you said the freak accident was him tearing his Achilles. That's not a. That's the same thing as a freak accident. It's the same odds. It's the same odds. Rogers' odds of getting hurt playing football is a lot higher than Rogers' odds getting hit by a bus. Crazy. You just you just asking me to die at this point. That was crazy. Jared, don't be don't be willingly dumb. Don't please. Not you. Don't be fool. willing. Don't be don't, willingly dumb. Don't be an asshole. Just because you said a freaking bus. Damn, you just hey. Wait, let's just cause it as I see it. Damn, you gotta all this. Come on, all these cursing, oh, man. Well, shoot, you just told me that Rogers might get hit by a bus. Well, shoot. rest in peace, brother man. Shoot, damn. It was clearly an analogy, and the horrible one at that. You could have said anything else. Tear his other Achilles because it's likely. Very likely he tears other Achilles. Very, just throwing it out. Okay, but you were saying that's likely, and I'm saying hypothetically, he could get. All right. Yeah, hypothetically, whatever. You, whatever, you, was man. Him, you was throwing real shade at the man right and you now. Just, and you just, you just say, yeah, it's very likely he's going to tear his other Achilles. Yeah, because Rogers about to get hit by a tank. You know who he plays these upcoming games? Miles Garrett is coming soon. That's a tank. Is that not, not a lot? It's not a bus, Chris. That's tank. Totally different. Just throwing it out there. Don't don't, don't disrespect Miles Garrett. You know, defensive player of the year. Huh. Remember that. Zerk. Huh. Just know if Rodgers does play the season, who man, that team's still gonna stink. Just throwing it out there now. It's still gonna stink. Jets is gonna be trash. I'm. They not, not gonna win. They might win two games. I'm two not, games. I'm. I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm, I'm not That's arguing. it. I'm just, I, I'm just talking. I'm just saying it's a it's a it's a great feat, and I hope it is. It's right. amazing. Hey, he'll be like Kobe Bryant, and guess what? They'll lose, but they'll lose knowing hey, we're going into next season potentially being winning because everybody starts at zero again. That's it. I feel for Rogers because at this point, what more? Like he's trying to prove so much to us, but it's just not. It's like this. It's just so hard to keep proving things when you just can't get on the field. That's really it. You just can't get on the field. Well, he's trying to get on the field. Man, he need to stay home, play with the kids, enjoy New York City what or Jersey. Kid? I apologize. I don't know. Maybe we don't know what he got in his private life. He could be like Drake. Uh, I mean, if there's any, you just thought about it. See, he could be like Drake. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I ain't talked to my family too, I wouldn't be out there talking. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, Jerry, let's do some predictions and wrap this thing up. Falcons, money line. Okay. But that's not the game I was asking about. Well, we might as well just keep it going. Probably money hard. All right, cool. Anyway, Jerry, let's start with our Thursday night game. Seattle traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Jerry, you got? Is it, is it sad I got Cowboys winning that game? Is it just sad that I think they're going to win? It's not sad. I mean, they're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. You can remove – Eight-and-a-half-point favorite? You can remove your bo- – I mean, Jerry, they kill people at home. Yeah. They, they kill true. people at home. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, God, yeah, I think Dallas wins it. Honestly, Dak's been playing very difficult ball. I'm about to say, can you take the disgust out your voice for a little bit? <laughs> I I just, when I talk about the Cowboys, it's just can, like. Can you at least try to take the disgust out your voice and dude, act like, what, what, we, we, I, we, You don't like it. But. I just told you they're going to win the game, man. What more do you want from me? Like, the Dallas Cowboys is going to beat the Seahawks. You want some in-depth real analysis. Go. Dak Prescott's playing on a particularly high Semi-close MVP-ish level. Again, the losses are going to probably take him out of the conversation. If he had more wins than the losses, yeah, he's probably locked in the MVP because he's playing good football. Interception to touchdown interception ratio is going down. The fumbles going down. His throwing to CeeDee Lamb alone has skyrocketed the past six weeks. So got, like, 
It's there. He's playing good football. There's a lost couple games that you don't want to lose. Big the game against the Eagles where it just was petty mistakes, right? But that game against the Cardinals where they were still trying to find their groove and everything, injuries were occurring. The Cowboys look way better now, though. They've built throughout each week that they played throughout the season. I think they're going to cruise past the Seahawks, unfortunately. I just do. I don't think the Seahawks are there yet. I don't think it's going to be a cruise because a lot of these Thursday night games have been relatively close. I think this is going to be. My fault, but a lot of these Thursday night games have been trash. A lot of these Monday night games have been trash, too. But <laughs> you're right. You're right. But I think this game, I mean, this these two teams are are in the NFC playoff mix. Yes. I think Seattle has a very good defense. I'm curious to see how they're going to look against the, the very good Dallas offense. On the flip side, I think this game is won and lost on Geno Smith. If Geno Smith comes out and he looks pedestrian, then Seattle has no chance. But if Geno Smith can come out and maintain drives, keep the ball moving down the field. We'll see the, the, the status of Kenneth Walker the third. Maybe it's a, a lot of Charbonnet and DJ Davis. But if there is going to be a full complement of the running back situation, you have Kenneth Walker, you have to use him. You have to use your DK Metcalf. You have to use Tyler Lockett. You have to use uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that's how you're going. I think the first drive is going to tell you a lot. That first Seattle offensive drive is going to tell you everything you need to know. If they look like garbage, you can go ahead and turn the game off. So I'm saying, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a bad game, Chris. But I have Dallas winning as well. Yeah, uh, in the in the Bill Belichick Bowl, we have Bill Belichick's future team, the Los Angeles Chargers, traveling Respect. to face Bill Belichick's current team, the New England Patriots. Jared, who you got? The Chargers. Oh man, actually, yeah, the Chargers. Because Mac Jones has been benched what three weeks straight. Three weeks straight, he's been benched in almost every game. Like, Bill Belch out the door. He's done. As I, I love that you did that brief little quick rumor mention. It was very good. Oh, no, no. There's another team that we didn't – there's another team that may want Belichick, too, that we talked about earlier. Yeah, but, man, you got a chance. Certain, to, you got a chance. A to certain, in LA, certain team in Carolina. <clears throat> I, would hope, I hope he doesn't go there. You get a chance to live in L.A. and run that team with all that talent. Like, there's night and day of what you can do. Right? You've already you – said it, you said it yourself, Chris. You don't want to touch Carolina with a, with a pole. Well, you don't want to go there. You don't want to even step foot right now in that franchise. Chargers, Hell no. they have a lot of things you want. They just don't have a GM, which Belichick would come in and be a GM, and they just don't have a good coach. Well, he do that as well. It's best to be on the defensive side. Belichick's a good coach. Now, yeah. he, he need to keep Colin Moore. But, no, no. but, but make sure that no. <laughs> if there is a situation where, the, where Brandon Staley gets fired and they don't get Belichick for whatever reason, Colin Moore should be the head coach of the Chargers. Yeah, he's a very good runner-up. Consolidation prize. That's not a bad word. Brandon Staley is 100% one of the few coaches in the NFL that actively makes their team worse. Actively worse. Cooked. Are there any other words that would describe? Dumpster fire. That's two words. Thank you. Arizona travels to Pittsburgh to take on the new high-flying Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Jared, who you got? Pittsburgh, man, Mike Tomlin, dude, just like turns the season around. Mike, you know what? The Steelers like the Miami Heat in the NBA. They're a team that just like they don't take it as serious until it comes close to the playoffs time, and then all of a sudden it's just like snap. Like it's not like they're really losing a lot of games, but they're not always winning a lot of games. But it's like as soon as the switch gets turned, guys turn it up. I thought you were going to mention how they're both boring as hell to watch and oh, real just. Slow, methodical. Not entertaining and just Yeah, they've been great. But you, you right. gotta you gotta be a real fan of the game to watch. You went to a Steelers game. You was a real fan of the game. I I it was free, first of all. 
But it was like it's actually a very entertaining game. You know, they actually scored points. So, <laughs> but yeah, they they're gonna win this game too. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think Arizona. I think Arizona's still trying to. Figure, uh, <laughs> they ain't figuring nothing out no more, Chris. They got the quarterback back. They're just trying to play games now. A game There's that playing. a game. I'm very curious to see where you're going. Denver travels to Houston to take on the Texans. Jared, who you got? Got Denver. Damn. I do. I got Denver, dude. That's on the war. I swore, to, I swore you were going to take Houston. Nah, man. I really I want to, but I got Denver. Like. Look, Sean Payton, Russ chemistry, like they they talk about the beginning of the season, it wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, have you you've heard the rumors? You see the media outlet saying Russ has been with Payton every step of the way when it comes to like what they've done in the offices, talking, like really getting their own like situations figured out. And they yeah. look like they figured it out enough. I'm not yeah. saying they're the best of friends or anything, but they figured out enough to win football games and be right. in cohesion when it comes to the play calling. So I got Russ winning because like again, Caesar John's still young and they ain't ready there. They ain't ready yet. I have I have Denver winning this game as well. I think Denver has finally turned the uh, turned the corner. I think Houston let a couple of games slip that they shouldn't have. Um, I think Houston. I could very well see Houston winning this game. Don't get me wrong, but I think that Denver's kind of hitting their stride a little bit. I think this is going to be. I think Denver wins this game and it keeps it very close. I think it's going to be like a twenty four twenty type of game. Um, so that's where I'm thinking. That's where I'm thinking. 24-20 for Denver. Jared, Detroit travels down to the Superdome to take on the Saints. Who you got? Detroit. The Lions going to win this game. The Saints just blew a wide-open game versus the Falcons. The Lions going to come in to beat them. I I told everyone my NFC South pick to win the division was the Falcons. I got laughed, rocked, laughed at, mocked, ridiculed. Pick look very good now, don't it? I got Detroit, by the way. I have no faith in the Saints. Saints are frauds. Colts travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Jared, who you got? The Colts. But that's going to be a snooze fest game. It might be high scoring, but it's not going to be a game I'm really in- invested in. Oh, uh, Colts should win this game handily. Like, they're, yeah. the, the Titans just... Uh, it, it's It's... It's something. It's real something. <laughs> uh, Atlanta and the Jets, we talked about this. The over-under is 34, Jared. Does it hit the over? No. Okay. Miami travels to Washington to take on the Commanders, who you got? Miami by a smile. Carolina travels to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks, who you got? The Buccaneers. The, the Panthers don't know what they want to do. I got the Panthers. New coach syndrome. New coach always. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Always reinvigorates the team. I got Carolina this week. Mm. Plus Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The game of the week, Jared. The Niners travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Jared, who you got? The Eagles. I think the Eagles. It's going to be a close game. Closer than the last game. But it's it's not like. I think the Eagles win it. Homer pick. I'm picking the Eagles. Uh, Cleveland travels to L.A. to take on the Rams. Jared, who you got? The Rams. Same. Same. I, yeah. Like, Cleveland, we don't know. I mean, who, I don't know who's starting the quarterback. It could be DTR. It could be PJ. It doesn't even matter at this point. That team just like, doesn't. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Kansas City travels to Green Bay to take on the Packers, who you got. The Chiefs. You never count on Mahomes. And Cincinnati never. travels to Jacksonville to take on the Jags, who you got. The Jags. And you know what, Chris? Shout out Hemi76 because he might be on something about this Jags AFC thing. If they play the way they play and the other teams look the way they're looking, 
very real shot. Henry 76, Henry 76 is lock of the week. May not have been, you know, they ain't been hitting this week, but he he has his reasons. I know, I know a couple people been like, you know, he 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 he's slipping and he doing listen, I we ride with Hemi 76, okay? He has made us mucho dinero. <laughs> we're going to we're going to wait out the dry spell and we are going to hit big, okay? Be patient. Be patient, ladies and gentlemen. But thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. So a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. So if you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a comment and leave us a review. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jim who definitely follow the podcast. Hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Chris right on the corner now. Real great holiday for basketball. What happened? So the real great holiday for basketball is Christmas. Can't wait. <laughs> Thought you were going to end it. I didn't have. Listen, Honestly, I had nothing to say there. Hemi seventy six is lock of the week, sponsored by seven twenty one by DSC. Now open in the Philadelphia area. Make sure if you are in the Philadelphia Tri-State area, hell, if you got a car, you can drive. Make sure you get there. The food is good, atmosphere good, five star people. If you're in the area in Philadelphia, Uber Eats, DoorDash, they there. Go get it. It's worth it. That's it. That's all I got. All right, let's get straight to the point. Go Magic!